Welcome to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim. I'm Sergeant Joe. I'm Dr. Jerry. And I'm Sergeant Jacqueline. On each episode of The Pillars, we try to find a quick resilience topic that you can identify some, maybe some fixes, some opportunities to excel in that area, and walk away with some practical skills. So today we want to talk about passion. And why that's relevant this week is the origin of the word. I'm really into entomology with certain words, which mm-hmm. is just the origin of mm-hmm. the word. And it actually comes from Holy Week, which we're about to come into. Um, and that's the week before Easter in the Christian faith tradition. And it was the term used for Jesus's um, walk up to being crucified. And that's where the word passion comes from. And now we use it as um, maybe a source of energy, a source of deep focus that's emotional in nature where you just have to do something like it is a compelling almost uh, beyond mm-hmm. thought or explanation to do uh, something yeah contemporaneously we uh, liken it to a zest or a vitality for for life um, so people are said to be passionate about certain activities or they have a a passion when it comes to certain values or beliefs and so that is something that that motivates them um, in various areas of their lives and that they can bring into other people's lives to inspire them as well so we want to find out some ways to like incorporate passion into your life. So can you think of a time when you were passionate about something? Um, I definitely know that when I found out my job in the military, I kind of rolled my eyes. But when I got to there and I started seeing actually what a mental health technician does, I really would say that I felt passionate um, about helping people. Mm-hmm. And I really was like, wow, this is an amazing opportunity to have a lot of outreach with folks. And so for me, that would be a huge one for me. Same for me. I I find a lot of passion in my job, and I think that that was a big choice for why I decided to pursue it. Um, But what's interesting uh, is that not everybody's passion is their job. Very true. And they have to find ways outside of of their normal occupation, their normal nine to five, to pursue that passion. And a good example is uh, somebody about whom I I spoke in the Five Minutes of Thrive not too long ago, Bob Ross. Yeah. if you're familiar with Bob Ross, he was the the painter. I think I'm, I'm one of those uh, public access TV mm-hmm. shows where he he did speed painting, and um, in this very like calming, encouraging, soothing uh, voice and with his mannerisms, he'd show people how to how to paint these beautiful landscapes. And you could tell this is something about which he is so passionate. And he has a lot of these um, great quotes about making uh, happy little accidents instead mm-hmm. of mistakes, um, or drawing you know additional clouds or trees because. Everybody needs a friend. Yeah, you know, something like, like happy that. trees and yeah, yeah. Um, what's lesser known about Bob Ross is that he, he's actually a retired master sergeant from the Air Force and uh, was a first sergeant at one point. And he didn't like that job, but he didn't find his passion in that work. His passion was in painting, and he found a way to turn that into his career. Not all of us are that lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it can be difficult when your your passion isn't cybersecurity or geospatial analysis. Um, to, to try to find passion or to even bring that passion into the workplace. You know, quick before we did this podcast, I looked up the definition of passion. And it one of the definitions was something you love even when you hate it. And I thought that was really interesting mm. because we think passion, we think positivity. And some people may listen to this podcast and think, oh, man, I don't really have a passion. But a, a passion can be anything. And mm-hmm. I... I know I talk about running a lot, but when I thought about something you love, even when you hate it, I Mm -hmm. instantly thought of running. Because sometimes I have a great run or we have a great run and 
you think, wow, I really love this. And another time you have a horrible run, you're like, man, I, I hate this. So you, there's a, an, an idea of you can still have a passion and love it sometimes, but other times hate it. There may have been times where Bob Ross <laughs> didn't necessarily love painting. Maybe yeah. he had a bad day of painting and the happy little trees weren't cooperating <laughs> with him. But at the end of the day, I mean, he still he still loved it, and mm -hmm. he was still able to get a TV show and painting trees. Yeah, and probably because it connected to some of his um, higher beliefs or core values. I love that you made that distinction between passion and pleasure, mm -hmm. because we like to think that they're synonymous, but not always. Right. In fact, a lot of times they may come in contradiction to each other. Mm -hmm. So maybe sometimes you just want to come home and play video games or um, you know, veg out on a bunch of you know streaming movies or something like that on the couch. You may not want to actually get up and do something, um, but that passion is something that drives you to do it anyway. And there's a there's a term that we use when we describe people who are depressed. It's called anhedonia. Basically, it means without pleasure. And and what's interesting to me is that I when working with people who are depressed, sometimes they lose that pleasure or interest that they have in things they used to enjoy, and so they stop pursuing their passion. Mm -hmm. And so now they're not even gaining access to the thing that did invigorate them and did make them feel good uh, as, a, as a byproduct. And so one of the first steps usually I take with those folks is try to get them um, to renew that passion and to re-engage in those things about which they have that passion. It's one of the fastest cures. Well, and if you think of the origins of the word, it wasn't mm -hmm. an enjoyable experience to go through these beatings, whippings, et cetera, sure, but right. you did it out of passion I think the love, passion right? of the Christ. But right? it led to death, right? And so ultimately leading to life. And so when we have passions in an area, it's something that you would just spend your last day doing. And I, I wrote down this mm. quote from Marcus Aurelius, and he said, let uh, each thing you would do, say, or intend be like that of a dying person. And I think when we start our day of thinking like, okay, let's say this is my last day. What would I love to do? Now we can't always do it, we have work, but if you could do one thing, maybe it's the run, maybe it's a workout, maybe it's a specific type of high performance workout kind of mm -hmm. thing, like that's your passion area, maybe it's your kids, your family. What is it that you would spend your last day doing if you only had a few minutes to do it? And that's a way to identify that passion for those of you listening who might not have one that's very clear. It's like that song uh, lyric, live like you're dying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking exactly. about? Now, I, I wouldn't take it so far as, as to say YOLO, but I, I think that's a great point. You don't want to have this thing in the back of your mind that you're thinking, oh, well, someday I'll do this and let someday never come. Or think that, oh, well, you know, maybe once I get financially secure, once the kids are out of the house, once I'm retired, you know, once all these things have to happen first before I'll be able to pursue it, you may get to that point in your life and then you no longer have the drive or the energy or the passion left. But there's always it. something to divert us from meeting our goals or meeting our passions. You know, we could talk about what comes next or what's stopping us Forever. I mean, we could find ex excuses right. to, to never not develop our passions forever. You know, so you really need to be intentional about finding what is your passion and doing little things here and there to yeah. meet those needs that you have. Because everybody has a passion somewhere. You just have to dig and figure out what it is and how you can accommodate. What I heard you saying is quit making excuses start on it right now. Yes, today. Well, what I find interesting is a lot of the folks that I talk to, mm. whether it's actual in coaching sessions or just like meet and greets when we do our walkabouts, is people don't know what they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. My favorite question to ask people is like, well, what are you passionate about? I'm sure it's not this that you're doing, mm. right? But like, what are you passionate about? And so many times I get deer in the headlights. 
like look you know and they're just like oh and then they'll be like oh. I gotta get back to you on that because I think we get stuck sometimes forgetting what we want to go for or what drives us right that passion that we have for certain things like charity or you know saving you know the polar bears or you know whatever but mm -hmm. uh, we get in this idea that we're so small we can't make an impact or you know and we have those excuses that you were just talking about but a lot of people they'll just give me the look and it's just like well you might want to think about that so how do we find our passion how do we discover what that is that's a good question that is a great question so what how way that i've used is if i gave you a day you could just focus on on something mm -hmm. what would you research what would you spend your time reading about and what is something that you'd look for? What are you going to Reddit for? What are you Pinteresting? Mm -hmm. Like what, what topic is that? That's one answer. Two, um, if you could do something. So that's the research piece. That's something you're looking for. But if you could go do something right now, I gave mm -hmm. you a pass, you had unlimited income, where would, what would you go do? And some people might say, oh, it's the beach, or I'd hang out with my kids. Or actually, some folks would say, you know, I'd go study some more because I'm, I'm working on this degree mm -hmm. or I have this passion. Or a love of learning. We might yeah. not even be know what we're passionate about off the top of our head, but I mm -hmm. think we know what each other is passionate about. So, for instance, um, Sergeant Jacqueline here, one day I said, you know, why don't you cut out early? And you said, I'm going to go run. That's what I'm going to go do right now. I'm just going to go hit PT. And for me, I know you're passionate about running. Like, you could have gone and done anything you <laughs> wanted, but you prepared on a Friday afternoon, and you went for, like, oh, I'll make my run longer. Or I've seen other people say, yeah, I'm going to hit the gym for an extra workout. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what comes up. Like, I can see passions of everyone here. And I bet if you really don't know what yours is, go ask a family member mm. or a friend and say, what do you think I'm passionate about? And just receive what they're going to say and don't wince. Mm -hmm. uh, recently, I had some people say, you know, you're really, really passionate about fitness and yoga. And I said, what, really? And I, I, and I, I guess I am. <laughs> yeah, was that really? shocking for to me, you? I, it's a thing Absolutely I, But it's a thing I do, not mm -hmm. like the passion. And so sometimes passion is overrate, overrated or it's this thing we put on a pinnacle when it might be something you're just in flow, something you're doing and enjoying. And that's what I was going to get to. Absolutely. When you're trying to figure out what that passion is, where I'm trying to help people discover what it is, I usually ask them, what is that thing that gives you that sense of flow? And usually that's it's when you're in the zone, you're so immersed in that activity that time just slips by, you could you know, keep, keep going forever if you had unlimited time, and, and that's where you can find your passion. And for you, that may be yoga and fitness. Um, to get a little personal, for me, when it was um, yeah, in high school and college, it was cheerleading. I loved being a cheerleader. It was mm -hmm. so much fun. Um, and I miss it now, being disconnected from that world for, for so long, but that was something about which I was extremely passionate. And so now um, that my body is not what it used to and the opportunities are not as accessible, I have to, to divert that energy and find something else about which to be passionate. Although, to be fair, I did see you throw some people into the air uh, on Facebook. I did do uh, that, yeah, ago. just a few months ago. Okay, so we're going to wrap with just some closing comments. Um, and so if we want to summarize what we said today, what would we say? I think if you don't know what you're passionate about, find somebody who's close to you. I think that was a great piece of advice. Just ask somebody, mm -hmm. what do you think I am passionate about? I mean, it's a pretty simple question. It's non-threatening. And I, I think that if you're kind of stuck in a rut of knowing what your passion is, ask somebody to mm -hmm. guide you through it. And then also look at what's taking up the most time during your day. Mm -hmm. You know, what are we doing on the Internet? Are, you know, like you mentioned, are we looking up stuff? Are we looking at recipes? You know, really, what are you focusing on? Um, you'd be surprised mm -hmm. what you actually spend your time on if you start focusing on kind of like time management ideas, yeah. right? And, and I would say be very intentional and be somewhat selfish. Yeah, we need sure. time for both pleasure and passion. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes they're synonymous. More often than not, they aren't. 
passion requires work. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that we have both aspects in our life. If we think back to the PERMA model in positive psychology, pleasure is one of those um, facets, but engagement or flow is another one. So while they're related, they're separate. And I think we really need to make it, make time in our weeks for, for both of those activities. I love it. Well, and as the holiday um, is coming up for this week, for those of you who celebrate one of two faith traditions this coming week, I hope you have a wonderful um, uh, spiritual time. And for the rest of us, find something spiritual to do. I mean, why not? Whether it's meditating even in a secular uh, way and thinking about your passion. And if not, for those of you of other faith traditions, consider what your passion is in this weekend. We want to thank you for listening to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim. I'm Sergeant Joe. I'm Dr. Jerry. And I'm Tech Sergeant Jacqueline. Until next time, we hope you reach out to us in the global address list or check us out on Facebook. Have a great day. Bye.